to week four of Operation Andrew training. I'm so thrilled that you guys have joined us again. We are at the halfway mark, so most of you are already familiar with how the trainings go, but for those of you whose first time this is, my name is Allie Braun and I'm the Director of Special Projects at International Commission and I host the E&E trainings and so we're so happy that you joined us halfway through for week number four of Operation Andrew. So just as a reminder about International Commission, we exist to equip and enable believers worldwide to conduct church-based evangelism projects so that we can reach unbelievers and make disciples. So our mission is to equip and enable people near and far to feel comfortable in sharing their faith and make disciples. So everything that we do, um, our vision is to filter everything we do through that mission of equipping and enabling believers. And so no one is too old, too young. It doesn't matter your race or how long you've been saved. If you are um, a new creation in Christ, you are called to make disciples. And God has given us the Great Commission. So I'm going to remind you about the Great Commission in just a minute. But before I remind you of that, I want to tell you what the Great Commission is not. It is not a little suggestion. It's not Jesus telling the world and telling his disciples, okay, guys, so if you feel comfy telling someone about me during just the regular course of your life, that would be nice of you. But if your denomination does baptisms and if the Trinitarian nature of God fits in your worldview, great. Um, include those aspects in your effort, but be careful not to suggest that they follow my commandments too closely, though, because that would just be really weird and you don't want to be weird. You want to fit in. That's not that's not what Jesus said. <laughs> I hope you would agree with me. That's not what he said. He didn't give us the little suggestion. He gave us the great commission. He said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. So go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. And I'm with you always to the end of the age. So we don't have to fear that we're in this on our own. And we don't have to fear that um, we're going to be without his help or his strength or his words in our greatest times of need. He is with us. And this is what he has called us to do. So that's why we are here to equip and enable you followers of Christ, the saints to share the gospel and make disciples. So we are in week number four, you are going to be learning step four of Operation Andrew, and that is to share. And I am thrilled for tonight. We're officially halfway through, but I'm especially excited for what you're going to be learning tonight. So we don't wanna waste a lot of time. We're gonna hop right in here um, because I can't wait for you to meet our presenter and learn what she has to teach us tonight. So first we are going to recap steps one through three, just as a reminder, ask you a couple questions, teach you share. You're going to learn 15-second testimony, which is simply um, a condensed version of how to share the story that God has given you. And then you are going to learn a really fun and simple way to share the gospel using your hands. <laughs> so you'll have to let us know if you have ever heard of or practiced the hand gospel before. So first, we're going to just spend a moment celebrating those who are returning and our new people that are with us. I'm going to issue a poll in just a moment. But first, I would love to hear from you all um, if you saw God work in any particular way over the last couple of weeks through this e, e training, through the various steps that you've learned. Um, go ahead and unmute your mic now. You'll have a couple minutes to share. 
Um, did you get to share your list with anyone new this week? Did you get to, like we learned in the previous weeks, did you show someone your list and ask if you can pray for them? And did you pray for them in the moment? I would love to hear any stories that you guys have. I did get to offer to pray for someone, but it wasn't the people on my Operation Andrew list. Well, great. Was it a friend, family member, neighbor? Yeah. Who did you get to pray a friend, with? A friend whose granddaughter was having a problem at school. So great. Well, I'm, sure they're, I'm sure they were very encouraged hearing you pray with them in person. Were they a believer or were they not? Do you know? My friend is a believer. I'm not for sure about her granddaughter. Okay. Great. Thanks for doing that. Sometimes it does take a little courage to actually say, can I pray with you right now? I feel like it's easier, easier for us to say, I will pray for you or I'm praying for you, but it makes a big difference when you actually do it in person. So thanks for sharing that. Glad you had that opportunity. That's what we want you to do. This isn't just knowledge that we want you to keep to yourself, but we want you to keep your faith out. That's what God has called us to do. So I encourage you Keep praying diligently for those on your list. Seek out opportunities to ask how they're doing, ask how you can help, and ask to pray with them in the moment. So now I have the opportunity and privilege to introduce to you tonight's trainer is Brooke Thorman. Brooke is a mobilization strategist at International Commission, and she is one of my personal friends. And Brooke lives in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Brooke graduated from Rogers State University with a degree in business and a minor in Spanish. And Brooke has been to Guatemala, China, Thailand, Canada, and Puerto Rico on foreign mission projects. And she loves foreign food. Maybe you guys can private message her and ask her what the weirdest food is that she's ever eaten, or maybe she can tell us. She's heavily involved with a movement called No Place Left. And it's a movement of believers to share the gospel and make disciples with simple tools until there is no place left that hasn't heard the gospel, because that's what the Great Commission is all about, right? She's extremely passionate about making disciples and using her degree in Spanish in order to share the gospel and make more disciples. And she's very gifted in training. She's great at it. She does it a lot. I've learned a lot from her personally. So I'm very excited for her to teach you all a couple new tools tonight. So Brooke, go ahead and take it away with step number four. Thanks, Allie. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm really glad that I can um, be here tonight. And this one, this particular step is probably my favorite step. And so I'm really excited about this one. Um, but yeah, I live here in the city. I graduated in 2019. And um, man, just before we even get started, I want to encourage you all. I, I didn't go to a Christian college. I haven't gone to seminary. Um, but the Lord has equipped me. I used to be very, very shy. Um, but the Lord has just given me boldness throughout the years and given me a love for the lost. And he has equipped me himself um, and through other people to be able to share the gospel and, and make disciples. And I can only do that through the word and through the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to encourage all of you that, you know, this is this is for all believers, all disciples. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Also, the weirdest food I've ever had was probably when I was in China and I had chicken feet. And I, so I took a bite of it and my friend told me, just bite off the toe and spit out the toenail. And I was like, mm, I'm good. So that was probably the weirdest food I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so step four is share. So it seems like most of you are probably um, returning um, based on that poll. And so kind of recapping and reviewing the first three steps we went through. The step number one was write down the names and start praying for them. And that's important just to have those in your minds of, okay, who are these people around me? And it starts giving us kind of um, that mindset to start thinking of those people who are continuously around us that, you know, need to hear the gospel that are close to us, but far from God. And also gives us a push to start meeting new people if we don't have anybody on our list. And so step two was, um, at, or share and tell. And so showing that person, uh, you know, Hey, I'm praying for you. And then step three, we learned recently was asking, you know, how can I pray for you and praying for them on the spot? And so, you know, kind of as we're doing this, the Lord is kind of building and giving us more courage as we're going, you know, okay, now I'm going to, now I'm going to ask them how I can pray for them and I'm going to pray for them on the spot. And so step four is share. We're going to look for an opportunity to share the gospel with the people on our list. And so um, tonight I'm going to teach you two simple tools to be able to share your story. Because uh, if you're a believer, then you have a story to tell. And it's very important and very impactful. And then a simple way of sharing God's story. So you guys are going to need a piece of paper because we'll write this down. And so if you don't have a piece of paper and pen, go ahead and get that. Oh, wait a second. And so this is called a 15 second testimony or 15 second story. And so there are five simple parts to this. So if you want to go ahead and kind of write um, these out, there's an introduction backward arrow, Jesus, the forward arrow, and then the question. And so 15 second testimony, if you guys have been on here before, we've taught this a few different times and it's also on our website. So you might be familiar with this. Um, but if not, this is just a really simple way of maybe moving a conversation from something simple to something more spiritual. And so if you're talking to someone on your list and, you know, maybe they're talking about some things that they're struggling with, or, you know, you ask them if you can pray for them, like, man, you know, I've been just dealing with a lot of stress, then this is a way that you can just naturally move conversation to, to a gospel focused on conversation. And so the reason why it's 15 seconds or, or less is because people have very short attention spans. First of all, people, the attention spans about eight seconds. After that, you start losing people really quickly. Um, and so we want to make Make it short, but the purpose of this, I just want you guys to, to catch on to this. The purpose of this is to say, there was a time in my life when I was this way, Jesus changed me, and now I'm this way. And so we're going to, I'm going to kind of give you some guidance on how we're going to write this out. And so the introduction, we're going to start with, there was a time in my life when, there was a time in my life when, and then the backward arrow, you're going to start, just start thinking of one to two different descriptions or words or characteristics of your life before you met Jesus. And so that can be quite a few different things. Ali has put up some examples here. So um, for example, I was angry. I was very fearful. I was prideful. Um, I tried to just be good enough, you know, whatever it is. So, I mean, just two characteristics of your life before you knew Christ. And also something that Ali um, has 
has acknowledged me before some some sometimes we we grow up in church and you know we don't have like these huge changes in our lives you know i decided to follow jesus whenever i was really little and so you know there wasn't this huge change but um a way that ali kind of described this to me was what does your life look like when you're not closely following you're not closely abiding in jesus you know because for me i usually go back to anxiety i go back to living in fear and lack of trust in the lord so just two characteristics of your life before christ or when you're not closely following christ and then the third part um you're going to give just a short little gospel snippet so you know then then i met jesus who died for me and he's risen or you can say then i met jesus who showed me his love and his mercy something that just shows that jesus is the reason for you know the this change that's in your life and then the forward arrow you're going to think of two characteristics or words or descriptions of your life now that you are a child of God. And then you can look at these examples here as well. So kind of the opposite of fearful. Now I live with courage and I live with joy. So think of those. And then you're going to ask the question at the end, which is very important. Do you have a story like that? Or has this ever happened to you? So for example, my 15 second story or my 15 second testimony would be, there was a time in my life when I was lost and broken. And then I met Jesus who died for me and has risen and I gave my life to him. And now I live with hope and joy. Do you have a story like that? So that is a 15 second testimony. I'm going to do it again. And again, it's just really simple. Just kind of follow those five little components that are in there. Um, it's very simple. And remember, we don't want to have this really drawn out um, long story, especially if we don't have a lot of time. So, you know, if you're like in the grocery store and in line at the store, you want to be able to say something really quickly to be able to um, get the point across that this is what I was like. Jesus transformed me. And now this is my life. Has this ever happened to you? And you want to ask that question at the end because we don't want to just do a lot of speaking without any listening. We want to know where people are, where they think they are. And so, again, this is just a really simple way of condensing your story down to 15 seconds or less to be able to share that with you because your story is very important. Jesus transformed you and we want to share that with people, especially with those people that mean a lot to us on our Operation Andrew list. And so I'm going to practice my story with Allie and then she can practice back with me. So, and then we can go on to Jesus' story. So, hey, Allie, there was a time in my life when I was lost and broken, um, but then I met Jesus who died for me and is risen. And now I live with joy and courage. Do you have a story like that? Hope oh, you're muted. <laughs> Thank you, Breck. <laughs> yes, I do have a story like that. There was actually a time in my life when I was a very angry and bitter person, but then I met Jesus, who I believe died on the cross for my sins, rose three days later, and he forgave me, and I trusted in him, and now he has taught me how to forgive, and he has filled me with joy. Do you have a story like that? 
Awesome. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. So very good job. And so, yeah, it's very simple and just going through it like that. And, you know, if you're a person that needs to memorize it, memorize it. For me, I don't have one exactly memorized because if I get caught up in the moment and forget that one exact word, I'm going to kind of mess up. And so I like to, you know, based on who I'm talking to, I might use different words. And so if I'm talking to somebody and they're expressing fear, maybe like over the coronavirus, I will say something like, you know, there was a time in my life when I lived in a lot of fear and anxiety, and I would have been really scared about what's happening in the world. But then I met Jesus who, who died for me and showed me grace and hope. And now I live without fear for the future. Um, has this, do you have a story like that? And so just kind of going with, you know, whatever they're talking about, obviously you want it to be characteristic of your life. You know, don't say that you were a murderer or a abuse drugs if you didn't, you know, but, um, you know, just use kind of whatever it is the person that is talking about and just however the Lord is leading you. Don't feel like you have to do it one exact way. I mean, you can, you can kind of mold it to however, you know, the Lord is leading you, but always just important to remember that, you know, Jesus is the one who transformed me. Has this happened to you? So, yep. That's a 15 second story. So now we're going to learn a simple way of sharing the gospel and so moving into Jesus's story. And this is called the hand gospel. This is a really simple and reproducible way of sharing the gospel among a lot of different contexts. I know that a lot of people in India really, really love to share this because, you know, in a very poor culture, they don't have the resources for like an evangelic cube or even like the three circles. And so if you have your hands, you can share the gospel. And so I love this way of sharing the gospel. This picture actually was whenever um, Ali and I were in Liberty University and I got to practice sharing that with somebody. And so I'm going to teach you guys how to do the hand gospel. Um, and I'm going to do it slowly and do it about three times so you all can see it. And then in a few minutes, we're going to go into breakout rooms so that we can all practice our 15 second stories and the hand gospel. So we can just, you know, continuously practice the way to get good at anything is to practice it. If you want to learn an instrument, you got to practice. If you want to learn how to share the gospel, you got to practice it. Here we go. Here's the hand gospel. So this represents God. And this represents man. In the beginning, God created the world and he created mankind. And there was harmony between God and man. It was perfect. But the Lord has always given mankind a choice whether to follow him or to reject him. And man chose to reject God. And the Bible calls this sin. And this sin separates us from God. And the Bible also tells us that all people in this world have sinned, and that leaves us in a state of brokenness, and this sin ultimately leads to death. That is what our punishment, that is what we deserve. And so we see that we're in this broken world. It's very evident whether people want to admit it or not, they know that they're broken. And so they try and fix this brokenness in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's through wealth and success and trying to find restoration in that but they find that they that doesn't work sometimes it's through numbing the pain like addiction and drugs alcohol sex pornography things like that but they find that that leaves them even more broken and sometimes it's through religion going to church 
praying enough. If I do this and I do this and do this, then I'll be right with God. But it doesn't matter what we do. We can't fix that brokenness. And so God in his great love knew that we would not be able to save ourselves. And so he sent his one and only son to this earth and his name was Jesus. And he lived a perfect life and he died on the cross for our sins. And that, that sacrifice on the cross, he crushed sin and death and he was buried. And after three days, he rose again from the grave, proving that he overcame death. And he said that if we turn and trust in him, he will cleanse us from our sins and we will be restored back into right relationship with God. And so now there are only two kinds of people in this world, those who are in right relationship with God and those who are broken. Where do you think you are? Okay, so that was the hand gospel. I'm going to run through it just two more times, and then I'm going to practice it with Allie, and then you guys can ask me any questions if you want me to run through it again. Um, and so I'm going to run through it one more time, and then the third time we can practice it together so you guys can have your hands up and you can see kind of how I'm doing it, and you can run through it with me. So going through it one more time, this represents God, and this represents man. And in the beginning, when God created the world, uh, he created mankind, and we were in perfect harmony with the Lord. Um, but God has always given mankind a choice whether to follow him or reject him. And man chose to reject God. And the Bible calls us sin, and this sin separates us from God and leaves us in brokenness. And the Bible tells us that the penalty or the punishment for our sin leads to death. And so we are stuck in this broken world and we know that we're all broken. And so we try and fix it in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's through success in our jobs, getting enough money, but that doesn't work. Sometimes it's through addiction, like drugs, alcohol, or wrong relationships. Sometimes it's through religion. Um, if I go to church, if I pray enough, if I do this and that, if I give to charity, then that will make me right with God but nothing will get us back into that restored plan. And so God in his great love for us sent his one and only son, Jesus, to this earth. Jesus died on the cross for us, taking the punishment that we deserved. He was buried. And after three days, he rose again from the grave, proving that he overcame sin and death. And he said that if we turn and trust in him, he will cleanse us from our sins and we will be restored back into right relationship with God. And so now there are only two kinds of people in this world. Those who are in right relationship with the Lord and those who are broken. Where do you think you are? Okay, so that was the second time. We're going to do it one more time. And if you guys want to, you can practice with me and ha have your hand held up. And so we can kind of run through this together. Okay, so... This represents God, and this represents man. In the beginning, when God created the world, he created mankind, and we were in perfect harmony with the Lord. Um, but the Lord has always given mankind a choice whether to follow him or reject him, and man chose to reject God. And the Bible calls this sin, and sin is any time we are disobedient to the Lord. And so this sin leaves us in brokenness. 
And the Bible also tells us that um, the penalty for our sin leads to death. And so we try and fix this brokenness in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's through um, wealth and success. Sometimes it's through addiction. Sometimes it's through going to church and religion. If we do good enough, then we can be right with God, but nothing ever works. We can't save ourselves. And so God in his great love sent his one and only son, Jesus, to this earth. Jesus was killed on the cross taking the punishment that we deserve and he was buried and after three days he rose again from the grave proving that he overcame sin and death and he said that if we turn from our sin and trust in him he will cleanse us from our sins and we will be restored back into right relationship with the lord and so now there are only two kinds of people in this world those who are with god and those who are in brokenness, where do you think you are? Okay, so that is the, the hand gospel. So do you guys have any questions real quick? Do you need me to go over anything again? I have a question. Yes. On your first example about the 15 second voice testimony. Yes. What is your suggestion for an opening for a young person who maybe accepted Christ when he was seven or eight or 10 years old. He wasn't yeah, that's broken. A, yeah, it's yeah. a really good question. So that was kind of like me. Um, I decided to follow Jesus whenever I was six years old. And so something that Allie actually, she gave me good advice. Um, whenever we're trying to form our testimony based on, you know, like, well, I wasn't like a horrible person. I wasn't a murderer, anything like that. Using words or descriptions of your life whenever you're not closely following the Lord. And so whenever I'm not, whenever I'm not continuously abiding in Jesus, whenever I'm not in prayer, um, I usually tend to go back to sinful patterns. Like I, I tend to feel really anxious and really fearful. I lack trust in the Lord. And so using words or descriptions of your life, whenever you're not closely following the Lord. Um, and so that's, that's the advice that I would give. Okay. I was just going to say that I really like this and I really uh, hope and pray that I can master it. I, I just think the hand uh, gospel is just superb. So yes. work hard on that. <laughs> It's good to see you also, Laverne. Um, but yeah, so now Allie and I are going to do kind of a role play of what it could look like um, going and speaking to somebody um, and sharing your 15-second testimony and then going into the hand gospel because they go pretty well together. They kind of can flow together. As you're sharing your 15-second story or testimony, um, you know, asking at the question at the end, do you have a story like that? If they say no, then you can kind of go into a gospel conversation and share a, you know, more detailed version of the gospel. And so Allie and I are going to practice this. She's going to act like she's, you know, somebody who hasn't heard the gospel before. So hi, Allie, how are you? Hi, I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. How's your day going? Okay. It's kind of the worst. Um, I'm really annoyed with my mom. She's really bugging me and I don't know what to do about it, but she just won't leave me alone. So she's just really getting on my nerves. 
Yeah. I'm like, and it's not just her, but I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed with most people. Like everyone is just annoying me. <laughs> I definitely understand that, Allie. And you know, there was a time in my life when I lived in a lot of frustration and honestly anger with the world. And I was just kind of broken about it, you know? Um, but then I met Jesus who, who came into this world and he died for me. And now he's risen and I gave my life to him. And now I live with joy and love for other people. Um, has this ever happened to you? Do you have a story no. like that? No, I would not say that I have joy toward a lot of people. They mostly just really frustrate and annoy me. Like, like you said, you, you used to be like. Yeah, well, you know, the reason why I have joy and love for people is because of the gospel. And so can I show you something that kind of helps me to understand what the gospel is? Sure. Yeah. So this is called the hand gospel and it's just kind of a way to, to describe or show the gospel. And so, um, the gospel also means good news. And so that's kind of what I want to show you is the, the good news. And so this, this represents God and this represents man. Um, and God created the world and he created it perfectly. And there was harmony between God and man. Um, but man has always had a choice. God has always given man a choice whether to follow him or to reject him. And man chose to reject God. And that leaves us in this brokenness. The Bible calls us sin. And the Bible tells us that all people in this world have sinned and disobeyed God. And the punishment for our sin leads to death. And so we're stuck in this brokenness and that brokenness is very evident around us. Like you see, like with the people around you, there's a lot of brokenness in this world. And so a lot of times we're going to try and fix this in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's through success and wealth and trying to fix our brokenness with that, but that doesn't work. Sometimes it's through addiction, like drugs, alcohol, pornography, or wrong relationships and trying to find fulfillment in that. And like, for me, I tried to just go to church and live a good enough life, but it didn't matter what I did. I could not fix that brokenness and none of us can. And so God in his great love knew that we would not be able to save ourselves in this broken world because we're sinful humans. We can't. And so he sent his one and only son to this earth. He lived a perfect life. He was killed on the cross for our sin, taking our punishment that we deserve. And he was buried. And after three days, he rose again from the grave, proving that he overcame sin and death. And he said that if we turn from our brokenness and trust in him, he will cleanse us of our sin and restore us back into right relationship with the Lord. And so, Ali, there's honestly only two kinds of people in this world. Those who are restored into God's plan and those who are broken. Where do you think you are? Well, I definitely don't feel like I'm restored and in God's perfect plan. Um, I definitely mm -hmm. feel like I'm broken. Like there's some, like, like, why is it me? So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm probably living in brokenness. Yeah. So, I mean, if you had a choice, Allie, what, where would you choose to be in, in this right relationship with the Lord or in brokenness? Where do you want to be? Yeah. I want to be in a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Would you, good. would you like to, would you like to take a step towards following Jesus today? Yeah. Can I like right now? Yeah. I mean, do you believe that Jesus came in and died for your sins and he's risen? Yeah. 
Awesome. Then, yeah, let's, I mean, we can pray together and we can tell the Lord what you want to do. So. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of a role play through, you know, what you could do, um, you know, if that's like the best case scenario of somebody wanting to do that. Um, but you know what, as we, as we start praying and asking the Lord to prepare hearts on those Operation Andrew list, um, he's going to do that because his desire is that all people will know him and that people will be into right relationship with him because that was his original plan. And so, um, yeah, just being able to share our story is very impactful. And then sharing the gospel obviously is more impactful. And so um, now you guys are gonna get a chance to practice that. We're gonna spend time in breakout rooms because you know we don't wanna just gain a bunch of knowledge and not practice. We wanna be able to practice and teach it to each other. Um, and so we're going to practice our 15 second testimonies and kind of going into the hand gospel. And so we're going to do that, um, for about 12 minutes and then we're going to come back and pray together. And so again, does anybody have any questions before we go? I just want to, um, make sure that no one has any questions before you go into breakout rooms. We'll see you back here in 12 minutes. Welcome back everyone. I hope that was ample time for you all to practice and feel a little bit more comfortable with those two tools. Well, we have just about 10 minutes left. So we're gonna start wrapping up. And um, as a reminder, we end every e, e training with a challenge. And so, um, you all know about our Operation Andrew Partners Facebook group. If you're on Facebook, I encourage you to join that. Um, keep one another accountable, share prayer requests, share praises of God, what God is doing in your life with the Operation Andrew. We would love to hear what's happening in between these sessions. Um, next is to practice your 15 second testimony and the hand gospel with someone you know who's a believer. I encourage you to practice with someone who's a Christian first, um, just, you know, to feel more comfortable and you can teach it to them, have them practice back to you. Um, and then share this with people on your list. That's why we're teaching this to you. We want you to put it into practice to share it with unbelievers so that they will become followers of Christ. And then you can teach this to them. So join our Operation Andrew Facebook group, share this with another believer, you know, and teach them and then share it with people on your list. And I do just want to remind you all that this is just two simple ways to share the gospel, but there's more. And we have an evangelism toolkit on our website that's completely free for you to use. We teach other tools and ways to share the gospel. For example, if the hand gospel doesn't work for you, that's fine. Not every single thing um, is going to work for everyone. We just want you to find what works for you. That's why we offer a lot of different ways to share the gospel. So we are just called to be obedient and share the good news, but it's really the Holy Spirit that does the work in saving. So I just want to remind you of that. I don't want anyone to be discouraged when you share and then they don't come to Christ, even though you like totally nailed the hand gospel or your testimony. So we're just here to help you along the journey in disciple making. So let me just show you a quick video to help you out, to show you where the evangelism toolkit is on our website. Hi, if you're searching for resources to help you share your faith, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Your Evangelism Toolkit by International Commission. On this page, you'll find training videos that will show you how to share the gospel in various simple ways in different situations.
You'll also find an accompanying PDF download with guides that will further explain the tools shown in the videos, and others too. We believe there's no one perfect way to share the gospel. The most important thing is that you just do something and do what works for you. All the resources in this toolkit are completely free for you to use in your own personal evangelism efforts and also work well in training small and large groups. You can even download the videos by clicking on the title and then the download button on its Vimeo page. If you have any questions at all, or would like to request an experienced evangelism trainer to help you and your church, please email training at ic-world.org. Happy sharing. Thanks to the wonderful cast, crew, and director of, at International Commission for putting that video together. But yes, we have those tools available just for you and your church and your small group. So please take advantage of those resources if you need them. As a reminder, we will be right back here two weeks from tonight on April 1st. I know that some um, fun things are going to happen that night, so you won't want to miss out. But it's also week number five, step number five of Operation Andrew. So if you haven't already registered for next week and the remaining weeks, go ahead and go on our website and register for that now. As you know, we record them. So even if you have to miss any of the training, we'll send that out the next day. So April 1st, we would love to see you right back here. And also, if you have not heard, we are launching a new branch of our ministry called North America Projects. So I know some of you on here have been on international projects with us overseas, partnering with churches, sharing the gospel, making disciples. Well, as you know, we can't really go overseas right now, but this has been an amazing opportunity the Lord has used for us to do what we do overseas to now partner with churches in the United States. So we are looking for volunteers to go with us on short-term projects in the U.S. and also churches who are willing to receive a team and really put this Operation Andrew into practice in their church. So we will equip your church um, with the Operation Andrew Guides. People in your congregation will write down the names and take these seven steps in order to share the gospel with your friends, neighbors, family. So we would love to partner with you and invite you to join us on a North America project. So if you go to our website, internationalcommission.org go click on North America projects. You can fill out an application for free. Just let us know that you're interested and we would love to have you join us because we are really excited about this. Um, and we're looking at cities such as um, Boston, Las Vegas, potentially Phoenix, Orlando. So large cities such as that and we're looking for churches to partner with. So let us know if you're interested. Before we leave, we wanna pray for you and the people on your list. So right now, take a moment and write in the chat the name of one person on your Operation Andrew list. And I'm gonna ask Brooke to pray over those names before we leave. And I hope it's an encouragement as you all look at the chat to see other people's names and pray with us in your heart, intercede with us on behalf of these people who do not yet know Christ. Remember, um, Jesus prayed for the believers that would come to know him through our message. The Great Commission is God's plan A to reach the nations. There is no plan B. We are it. We have to tell the world. 
So let's pray for those who are near to us, but far from God, asking for the Holy Spirit to change their lives. Amen. Yes, let me scroll here. Lord, we praise you because it is your desire. It has always been your desire from the beginning of time that all nations would know you and worship you, Lord. And you promise us that every tribe, tongue, and nation will be reached with the gospel, Lord. That is a promise that you keep and you are faithful to keep your promises. And Lord, as we come to know you more, we come to have your heart for the lost. And Lord, there are people on this list here um, that have hearts for the lost, their lost family members, friends, neighbors, coworkers. And so we want to pray um, over these names to you. And we pray for um, Allah, Randy Brock, JB, Julia, Grace, Hank, Eddie, Neil, Dana, Mike, Maya, and Kelsey. Lord, these these are people that we want to see come to faith in you, Lord. We pray not only for them, but for those who believe in you through their message, Jesus. We want to pray expectantly, Lord, that you are raising them up and you're preparing their hearts. And so, Lord, send your spirit um, to, to draw these people to you, Lord. And I pray for boldness for all the people that are on this call um, to go with courage um, boldly to these people to, to share the gospel, Lord, because um, they need to hear it. And so, Lord, give me courage, give Allie courage, give us all courage, Lord, to be obedient to you. And Jesus, please save these people. And um, yeah, we trust in you, Lord. Thank you for your spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.